This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. I don't think I really did inherit music from my from my um, parents or the family, to be honest. Um, I think I just like my mother used to sing loads of stuff around the house, Ella Fitzgerald stuff, but that was very much her stuff. And, and whilst I appreciate that music and I love Ella's voice, I don't think it's something I've taken from them or, or would take with me somewhere either. So I think um, the the one a moment I really remember of of somebody giving me music, which I will remember forever and take with me, was this moment which something happens. And we were over in America to record our second album. We were interviewing producers. And this producer, Tony Berg, arrived. He later became head of Geffen. He was a really powerful man. But he was wildly enthusiastic about songwriting and exposing me in particular to lots of different influences and people I needed to listen to. So he wanted me to listen to the Rolling Stones. And... Um, I'd been aware of the Stones from the early days, um, their hits and all that kind of stuff. I'd never really progressed to listening to an album of, of the Rolling Stones. I just thought they were a singles band, to be honest. So he gave me a copy of an album called Beggar's Banquet, a 1968 album. And he gave it to me on cassette, and I took it out to the swimming pool in LA. And I was lying there with a Walkman, a classic Sony Walkman, and put it on. And I was just transfixed. The one I'd go for is No Expectations which is one of the last pieces of music that Brian Jones played on, um, who about a year later is found dead in his swimming pool. And uh, he, during this album, he's already got loads of issues going on. But he's still a great player. He plays the slide guitar on this, and it's gorgeous. But they're just, they sound like a band who are from the Mississippi Delta. They don't sound like they're from somewhere in London. And it's such a powerful thing that they did. And, and it was just the beginning of a really golden period for them as well. So take me to the airport And put me on a plane I've got no expectations To pass through here again Um, I met Audrey, my wife, not long after the Warren Zevon tour. We were, we were back in Dublin and everything had changed. And I had just started in 98FM. And I knew her for, for years on and off, but, um, but never in a dating kind of capacity. The JFK, the, I don't think it was a nuclear-powered character, but it certainly carried nuclear weapons, uh, came to Dublin. Huge aircraft, American aircraft. And we got a phone call saying, well, something happens, I'd like to play on it. Now, I have an engineering background, I've studied engineering, so to be on a nuclear aircraft carrier was just my dream, and to, to caress F-16s was my dream. So I thought, if something happens, we're doing this gig. Regardless of whether there's a fee or not, we're doing the gig, and I explained to the boys. So they were saying, aircraft carrier? Yes, of course, we'll do it. So then they rang us and said, you can all bring one person with you. And I said, well, who will I bring? Uh, so then I had the bright idea of give Audrey a ring. So I gave her a ring. So our first date was on a nuclear aircraft carrier. So it was it was great, great first date. Couldn't help but impress her. Um, so we started dating, um, had a great time. 
And then we got married in, I think it was 2002. Uh, little Eva arrived in uh, July the 12th, 2006. Ten minutes past six in the evening. You remember those things. And the doctor said to me, what is it, Tom? And I felt like saying, well, it's a baby, isn't it? And then I thought, no, there's a, there's a, this, that can't be the question. <laughs> I thought, he wants you to say what sex it is, Tom. And I swear, I was looking down on what, what passes for genitalia for about an hour. I thought, you can't get this wrong, Tom. And I was just convinced there has to be a male genitalia part there somewhere, Tom. And it's just, you can't see it in all this. I just kept looking and looking. Eventually, I thought, it's a girl. <laughs> and they're all just waiting. But to say I was convinced it was a boy, <laughs> putting it mildly, I don't know why. Utterly, you know, just got it into my head. Sky Haley arrived at uh, about 10 past 10 in the morning then of uh, July 31st, 2008, just two years later. Uh, she just seemed to appear on the scene. There was no great drama about her arriving there was just woman she was not there in the next minute she was and she's been an easy baby ever since it, it affects you in so many ways it's incredible uh, responsibility is one I think uh, you suddenly realise that you're not just responsible for yourself anymore and you start to appreciate what your parents did for you and you suddenly start to think about your parents may have made sacrifices for you which you never thought of before so uh, that, that, that's a huge part of it. But then obviously the love that comes into your life is just off the clock. And I found that one of the most powerful experiences. Little small things like finding the knees of my jeans were wearing out, which they hadn't done in 20 years. And it was because I was down on the floor playing with kids. And that's such a lovely thing to do. It's such a, a human thing to do. And you can't be worrying about your 18 years paying for them when you're down on the floor rolling around with them. I don't think you can really pass music on. I, I think I, you, there's an emotional bond with the music you pick up during life. An awful lot of it is it means something at a particular time in your life when you're really open to it. And that's very often, I think, in your teen years. And I don't think your parents can really place music into that little landscape. I think you have to come across it yourself. So I've deliberately decided to pick something that I think will annoy them uh, because the first song they picked up on was by a man called Donald Dame. And it was from an old CD of uh, really old children's songs. It was Danny Kay and The Runaway Train and all these things. But the most silly, stupid song I ever heard in my life was Donald Dame and Luby Lou. And the two of them, two years apart, picked up on it and had us singing it to them and listening to it. And I just thought, for a man who has made his life in music and has written songs, to be sitting here at five in the morning singing Luby Lou with these two, is just, uh, it's, it's like something from... I don't know, a handful of dust. So um, so I want them to have this. And I want them to pass it on to the wrong children. How <laughs> will they hear us? Stupid it is. I want to think of me. <laughs> my left hand in. I put my left hand out. I give my left hand a shake, 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 and turn myself about. Here we go, Luby Loo. Here we go, Luby Light. Here we go, Luby Loo. All on a Saturday night. I put my right foot in. I put my right foot out I give my right foot a shake, shake, shake And turn myself about Here we go, Luby Loo Here we go, Luby Light Here we go, Luby Loo All on a Saturday night I put my left foot in I put my left foot out I give my left foot a shake, shake, shake And turn myself about 
Here we go, Luby Lou. Here we go, Luby Light. Here we go, Luby Lou. All on a Saturday night. I put my little head in. I put my little head out. I give my little head a shake, 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 and turn myself about. Here we go, Luby Lou. Here we go, Luby Light. Here we go, Luby Lou. All on a Saturday night. I put my whole self in. I put my whole self out. I give my whole self a shake, 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 and turn myself about. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.